Hi, Nick. Hi, Clary. Happy 50. Happy real f- <laughs> 50 take two. <laughs> Jesus, the Lord wanted us to give up today. The Lord said 49 is your cap. <laughs> Adobe audition. Mr. Adobe himself said 49 is where it ends. And I said, no. What's up? Mm. Yanni, so true. Yanni boy. 5.05 a.m. wake up. Yanni and Laurel. Yanni and Laurel. <laughs> Which one did you hear? I mean, I, I black and gold. Now it's blue and black shit. Not blue. <laughs> I was like, girl, your yelling. brain's broken. Oh, Claire's shit. like, I see all of them at once. I don't remember what I heard. What did you hear? Uh, Laurel. I have no record. Did you see black and blue or yellow and gold or white and gold? Yellow and gold? It was yellow and gold or black and blue. Um, and I correctly saw black and blue. Thank you. Yeah. Fuck your, fuck you if you saw yellow and gold. White and gold. Um. You just said yellow and gold. No, I know. Gold. I was correcting myself. The Lord really wants us to break up. <laughs> Every day, Nick and I defy the laws of nature. So he's like, Nick, I'm getting really angry with you and the Lord is making me <laughs> I know you didn't like my my old temperament, so now when I get angry, I just do it really calmly. Nick, I am feeling very angry That's so much right worse. now. <laughs> I'm just like, just scream at me. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I am experiencing unpleasant emotions. I am very upset with the way that you just spoke to me. Do you like that? I love that. I saw a... Mm. TikTok by a psychologist, <laughs> which also like <laughs> imagining like my therapist or my psychiatrist like on TikTok. I, Imagine your urologist on TikTok being like, "You'll never guess what I saw at the clinic today." He's like, "So this, this is what so phimosis is what happens when the foreskin." And I just saw an insane one today, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, he's talking about me!" I was supposed <laughs> to be in the video. Never believe. Oh my god, I've seen the video. He has like a selfie of him, like, well, as I'm like on the operating table. That clip of Madison Beer being like, I was supposed to be in the video, has a similar but different energy to Uncut Gems. I mean, let's talk about the Uncut Gems thing. Okay, first off, when Alexandra Cooper of the Call Her Daddy podcast. <laughs> decided to become a journalist question mark when she interviewed jamie lynn spears a few weeks ago or whatever the trailer for that episode like i'm like is this a barbara walters special what the fuck is happening she picked up where barbara walters left off alex cooper's like so what what would you want so you have it okay so you have the text from Brittany. Do you want to read that for us? And it's like the most dramatic ass me. I'm like, what in the hell is that? Like, go back to talking about like giving blowjobs because that was good advice. It was good blowjob advice. Go back to giving the most basic and entry level blowjob advice. She's like, use suction. Use suction. Oh my God, use a I lot of saliva. Use your hands. Like, 
if you're a five or a six, die for that dick. <laughs> I really took I, that to listen, heart. I was <laughs> too focused at how fucked up Jamie Lynn Spears looks, just physically, and I know that's not nice. But no, I mean, we're all thinking it. Did you see that Facebook comment that was like, she looks like Ted Cruz in drag? <laughs> yeah, I think I sent that to you. Many people did. <laughs> I was like, why am I the hub for this? I know this is not nice and it's not nice to comment on people's appearances, but like, whatever. Try to get me fired from my job again. I dare you. Fuck you. There's this like... One of their employees, Clarice Smith, consistently bullies Jamie Lynn Spears. (laughs) One of their employees, Clarice Smith, thinks that the overuse of fillers and when they start to spread throughout your face, you look fucked up and bloated. Like... Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Stand by it. I mean, you're injecting like God knows, like a horse piss in your face. Like, what? well, I mean, yeah. When you in- like when you add anything <laughs> to an existing mass, it's going to make it look larger. I mean, that's what lip injections are making your lips bigger. Yeah, but they're gonna. It's but gonna migrate. Spreads. It's gonna migrate to like your eyelids. <laughs> you're just gonna look like a fucking. Someone who's yeah, allergic to bees and is also a beekeeper. Tail is all this time. Yeah. I mean, just like the people Bee who have been getting keeper. fillers. <laughs> the people who have been getting fillers since like 2016 and now just have these like scary bloated rounds. Like they look like the sun emoji. The one with it's the face. scary. Yeah. The and one the without face a face, emoji. the shinier one. <laughs> <laughs> We all just like look the same. It's frightening. No, it's it's definitely it's definitely spooky. And I know that's coming from me right now. I am a sight to see with my like puffy eyes. But that's like a that's like a medical <laughs> condition. It's like a mental health yeah. thing. It's your schizophrenia. Anyway, I think Julia Fox is a voice for the people. I think she's... I'm just confused how like so okay, Spotify bought Call Her Daddy for sixty million dollars. Can you imagine? imagine just being like really hot and like monetizing like being a slut which is all good and then getting 60 million dollars i mean like respect the respect that's like what i'm trying to do yeah no i know i don't know what you're here for but that's what i that's the i'm here to suck dick and get 60 million dollars sit on your hands stop combing your hair oh shit I'm here to be the police. I actually have a comb, so I can just do that instead of putting my hand through it. You're going to go bald. Never. Men in my family don't go bald, actually. You're going to be the first one. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the first of many. All my children shall be bald. Anyways, so I'm just I I'm just confused when she made this transition to like fake interviewer. In my humble opinion, is it still popular? Like, do people still really listen to call her dad? I mean, pro- I mean, they must. But in my opinion, there's only so much sex stuff you can talk about. <clears throat> and they hit their cap there after is... like seventy episodes. My largest fear hitting her cap of nonsense we'll never Stupid run out shit. baby i'm just gonna say this is a never-ending this is a faucet yeah. that runs forever no as long as Count life keeps right getting here. worse the podcast will continue that's true 
So true. Um, so true. But yeah, I feel like. Well, okay, I also feel like their audience here. Here's my big brain mm-hmm, thought. Mm-hmm. I think I know where this is going. When they started the podcast, and I mean, they were immediately like number one on some charts of some sort. Mm-hmm. But I mean, their audience was like college girls and people in their like early 20s. And now those college sluts that were, I mean, like, I, I am including myself yeah, you know, in this same. demographic because, yeah. no, I just think that, like, their audience grew up and the, like, young sluts, myself included, listening to it, had to become, like, career sluts and weren't going to frat parties and guzzling cock anymore. And they had to only guzzle cock once a week at the local sports bar or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And Your local or they like settled down, stuff. like because that's yeah. just how life or they settled happens. on one cock to guzzle. That my hey, yeah. guilty. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> oh me. <laughs> and I I mean, yeah, she just kinda had to like grow and adapt to that because I mean you can only talk about like and you twist his dick with two hands while you <laughs> spit in his urethra like so many times before it's like yeah okay (laughs) this is just my theory that like there are only four sex positions and every other like position is just a variation of one of those it's well yeah i mean it's the same with like stories like all stories are essentially like two stories you know at their core and euphoria is romeo and juliet (laughs) it's ophelia it's the bible there are two stories in the world the bible and this podcast um (laughs) speaking of stories i watched planet of the apes for the first time last night oh really that shit is crazy (laughs) (laughs) it's a good movie i mean obviously but like it's it's a good movie it's it's crazy that final shot it's like what (laughs) i was I hate that Spaceballs ruined the end of the movie for me. Because, I mean, that's, like, a pretty crazy plot twist. And I feel like it's hard to do a, like, sorry, really quick um, cinephile corner. Yeah, as I feel are. like it's really hard to have, like, a crazy twist in the last 30 seconds of a movie mm-hmm. without it being, like, it was all a dream. Yeah. Or, like, it was all a movie or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> When the credits roll, I'm like, wait. <laughs> Without making it, like, stupid meta, it's really yeah. hard to have, like, that crazy of a plot twist that late in the game. Yes. But it's always... And so I'm like... When they land, they land. <laughs> they don't make them like they did in 68, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I was born in the wrong generation. I tried to gaslight my dad. and <laughs> To be fair, we were all high. But I was trying to gaslight my dad into believing that it was all CGI. It was really, really early CGI. I was like, I just can't believe how much was he like, no. CGI has improved. No. And he was like, what are you talking about? No. And I was like, well, I mean, this was like the first work of CGI like ever, like really early. I mean, they kind of started with like The Wizard of Oz, but like this was please, the first, like, real please. The CGI of the wizard. And my dad's class. like, what are you talking about? My brother's like, stop it, stop it. You're confusing him. <laughs> Your mom has a panic attack. Um, my dad's like senile when he's high. It's really fun. The, <laughs> the CGI fest that is the wizard. <laughs> a work of CGI They wonder. gave Judy Garland 
gave her CGI <laughs> lip filler. <laughs> that cum guzzling slut. <laughs> Not. <laughs> and then her daughter, Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Not to be like a born of the wrong generation type of bitch, but I fuck so heavy mm-hmm. with old special effects. I fucking hate CGI. Give me yes. those ape costumes. Give me. It's better. No, it's better. I mean, it's better. Practical effects are always better. Like CGI is at its best when it's used to like as like a finishing touch to practical effects, you know, but like. When it's I'm when it's all CG, like, when I see like these move not like not to sound like fucking Martin Scorsese, <laughs> but like you see movies that are shot like s- pretty much entirely on like a blue screen on like a soundstage, mm-hmm. and you it's yeah you know I don't I don't like it like Lord of the Rings those movies are like heavily heavily practical effects and it works well I mean and like David Lynch like, like Twin Peaks. Yeah. Those effects are really simple and basic, but really mm-hmm. creepy and effective. Well, I feel like, I mean, CGI, like, now has gotten to a point where, like, I would rather just watch, like, a really cool animated movie rather than, like, a CGI live actor type of situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, once again, I no, I'm done with disclaimers. I was going to say, like... Not to be a no, theater be bitch. But I'm gonna be it. But practical effects, especially with like full on gorilla costumes mm-hmm. and like the scarecrow and like the the lion and the wizard of like all of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. What a what a mas- what a masterpiece. I know no one said that before, but like the Wizard of Oz unpopular opinion. <laughs> the Wizard of Oz is like a fucking masterpiece, bro. Well it's it's well, the Wizard of Oz is so like culturally ubiquitous that it's like it feels silly to talk about it but it's it's like so amazing (laughs) but i feel like those especially with like makeup and costuming effects it feels more it harkens back to the theater Mm -hmm. it's more like live theater and i love i love that Uh, and i don't think that we need to be like using painted flats necessarily in modern film, but like a little less CGI wouldn't make me angry. I think that's like definitely. I mean, there's always. I mean, there are still tons and tons of movies being made that utilize practical effects and aren't CGI heavy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it is annoying that CGI has become so mainstream with like a, a lot of tentpole movies. And like, I also like I understand why they. It, it makes a lot more sense to do CGI than to do practical. Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand it, but it's sad when a mainstream movie uses a lot of practical effects and then people are like, oh, my God, look at this. It's, like, like practical effects. I'm like, yeah, we've been known, guys. Like, Mad Max Fury Road. Like, that movie was, mm-hmm. like, shot in Australia, like, in the desert. And like those cars are like real, like, <laughs> and the explode. Like Australia is like real, guys. guys. Australia is real. Heard of it? But get your comb. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm crate training a dog. Literally. So like no peeing in the house. Just peeing in the corner. You're like no, bad dog. But that movie was like 
so much so much of that was practical effects and then cgi was used to you know like touch it up and like whatever but uh yeah practical practical all the way practical all the way all and when you vote for me and nick for president we will be making cgi illegal (laughs) that's the platform we run on we're like we're making computer generated images illegal back to spotify and call her daddy interviewing julia fox so like what (laughs) okay first of all also them breaking up like two days after that came out oh my god i know i loved anka jams when i watched it big fan really enjoyed it the way that i could not have told you that julia fox was in it (laughs) When I saw the clip of her saying that she was Josh Safdie's muse, I'm like, you were in it? What do you mean you were his muse? Dude, when everyone started talking about Julia Fox dating Kanye, I was like, who? Am I, I'm like, am I supposed to know who Julia Fox is? Or is this like a Machine Gun Kelly situation where like I have just figured out about this person's existence? <laughs> but no, I saw that movie two I know years ago. That, like, <laughs> I know that like... Especially with, like, TikTok and the internet, like, iconic pop culture moments are happening, like, all the time. But between that... You're listening to one. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Between Julia Fox on Call Her Daddy, Kanye's, like, Super Bowl mental breakdown on Instagram, Mm -hmm. and then them breaking up right after... Our podcast. And then our podcast, (laughs) us hitting 50 episodes... We're Kanye's I'm, like, I'm living, I'm living through pop culture history right now, and I love it. No, definitely. Like, this is definitely, like, capital A, capital T, a time. But also, why did she think she was Josh Safdie's muse for Anka Jams? Okay, a one... She had, like, oh, four lines. No, she was in the movie a good amount. She was, like... I was so high when I watched that movie. I just feel like her character was not super important. Like, no... Uh, I would disagree. Don't take my no, feminism I, no, I mean, card she was away. Like, Don't take my feminism card away. But she could have been played by literally anyone with the pair of tits. I mean, that I'm not gonna. I mean, I would need to see the movie. I only saw it once. Um, but I, she was a big role. But I don't remember. And I remember thinking she did a great job. But I also I don't remember being like, "Where's Julia Fox's Oscar nom?" I remember thinking I could have done it better. But I remember thinking I should have been Josh Safdie's like, Josh. Which I'm, but I'm also confused because, Josh, like Josh and Benny Safdie wrote that, and I'm like, (laughs) I was like, huh? (laughs) But also, like, okay, so you were his muse while he wrote this film, but also the question was, would you consider yourself Ye's muse? Yeah, I mean, kind of, maybe. (laughs) What is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Ankajan. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Things, things like, like that. that. The things like that is like the icing on the cake. I think that's I, like that's the, the unsung part. hero of the clip. <laughs> well, okay, it's because it's all one word. It's You know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah. Uh, on you know, things like that. I love her. No, yeah. I, I love mean, her. Let's, let's her. have her on. <laughs> I mean, she goes down in the Sydney Sweeney Hall of Fame for like exceptional breasts. Right after me. Right. The Sydney Sweeney Hall <laughs> of Breast Fame, Fame is Claray Sydney Sweeney. <laughs> I'm the founder. Oh, God. 
Okay, wait, what was I going to say about... Oh, okay. The, I think the funniest part of that whole interview is when she's like, do you remember what the first thing he said to you was? Like, the first thing ever? What's up? It's gay. Please. Claret? I'm like, do you remember the first thing Nick ever said to you? Sup, it's Nick. Claret. Yes, Nick? I can't imagine... (laughs) (laughs) Like, would you ever date Kanye West? That is such a hard question. What are you struggling with? What a good question. (laughs) Yeah, things like that. You know what I mean? What is a date? Alex Cooper I mean, outing herself I that she doesn't know what it means. a bunch of guys in high school. Do you know what I mean? Things like that. Things like that. You should tell the Muse story from your TikTok. I was planning on it. Good. But now I need to I need to answer your question yeah, 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 first. Yeah. I, I think it's just such a weird question because like, what, what do you mean? Kanye shows up in Eugene, Oregon, knocks on my door and says, sorry, Ryan, I'm going to steal your girl. Let's say, no, 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 no. Let's say... Set me a scene and I'll tell you yes or no. Okay, so just a pure hypothetical. Let's say that the podcast... So you promise it's not real? <laughs> it's real if you want it to be. Let's, let's... <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's not even funny. So let's... <laughs> let me set the scene. <laughs> Two lovers split right. <laughs> Us. Uh, <laughs> set the fucking scene so let's say the podcast fucking... is like doing like is, is okay let's say that we are we have like we we have 80,000 Instagram followers mm-hmm. 90k on Twitter mm. the podcast is our source of income Mm-mm-mm. like people know of us we have like some niche popularity, whatever, you know? Do we have, like, a poppin' Reddit forum? Yeah, we have, like, a small yet dedicated popping Reddit forum. Maybe a Discord. I don't know what that is. That's but, all I need. Um, Ooh, yeah, Discord for sure. Where yeah, that you Discord. Whatever. And, and, you live, and you live in L.A. And you are single. Let's just pretend Ryan, like... Ryan is dead. Ryan doesn't exist in this hypothetical. Ryan is dead. Ryan's dead. I'm a widow. I killed him. And yay killed him. And you're our child stepfather. So you're... Ryan died while I was in childbirth. You stepped in to help raise a baby. You were my Great, muse. The scene is set. The scene is set. The baby's name is Muse. <laughs> Do not let the Kardashians hear that. Literally, do not let a celebrity hear that because that is about to be a celebrity baby name. Little Muse, Muse are you fucking Muse Curl Smith West. <laughs> if any of you fuckers come for the best name ever that I just created with my mind, <sighs> whew, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. And so let's say that we're at like... We're at like Soho House or something. I don't know. We're at yeah, so yeah, true. We're at Nobu in Malibu. Is someone babysitting Little Muse? We're- Where is Muse? <laughs> Fourth trimester abortion. <laughs> oh god! Um, <laughs> your eyes rolling into the back of your head. That's so scary. Muse is with Auntie Meigs. <laughs> She's like, let mommy and daddy have a date night. (laughs) (laughs) 
Megan's constantly FaceTiming us. She's like, how much baby powder? And we're like, Annie, whatever feels right to you. We're like, Muse makes his own decisions. Yeah, ask, ask Muse, Muse, Megan. Ask Muse. <laughs> Megan. She's like, Muse is three months old. <laughs> and I'm like, and? We're at Nobu and Kanye sees you across the room. And then he comes uh-huh. up and he's like, hey, it's yay. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> and you're like, I'm Nick. And, then, and he's like, sorry, man. I don't, I don't mean any any disrespect. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm gay. I'm gay. Go crazy. And he's like, oh, yeah. Love who you love, man. I'm like, okay, cool. Connie is like a casual <laughs> ally in this hypothetical. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm sure Connie is like very pro-gay, you know? It would probably come off like really homophobic if he ever tried to like vocalize it. <laughs> So true. Well, I remember when Caitlyn Jenner came out as trans, I remember Kanye was like, yo, she's just living her truth. (laughs) I was like, cool. Kanye has a hard time communicating, as he told us in that one Instagram post when he was like, I'm going to stop using all caps because I've been told it's coming across that I'm yelling and I don't mean it like that. I have a hard time communicating. Bestie, what did you think all caps was supposed to convey? And the lack so he of comes periods. over to our so table he comes over and he's like, and he like yeah, damn bitch, you really lost all that pregnancy weight. And he, Your body looks tight as hell. And he asks you out Thanks. on a date and then you go on a date um, and then he wants to be like exclusive with you. Yeah, absolutely. And this weird hypothetical, for sure. Okay, like why? Because you like, do you think you'd be into him? I would love to have a conversation with him. I bet like especially. Mm-hmm. Me too. I have no interest in having a conversation with a celebrity in like a meet and greet line. But My worst nightmare, a meet and greet line. Fuck that. If Kanye West wanted to take me on a date and make me his girlfriend and dress me, like, I don't know if I'd want to be dressed. Okay, Cassie. That's what he does with his bitches. He's was Julia Fox's like stylist. He was dressing her like he was dressing Kim. She was his muse. No, I know. Okay. So, I mean, if he wanted to put me in, like, weird leather pants and shit, like, I guess Kanye knows best. But, yeah, I'd be very interested to, like, hear what the fuck is going on inside of his big old brain. Especially in a world where I'm widowed and have a three-month-old baby that we're co-parenting in L.A. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. The three of us. I love this situation. And Ryan's looking down on me from above. Okay, I think also, especially in the situation where Ryan is deceased. Okay. Ryan's ghost would be like, you better go on a date with this man, you dumb bitch. Like, because he calls me that. It's his little nickname for me. It's really romantic. Right before he dresses be, like, me and I feeds me. <laughs> I mean, unless I have exceeded my caloric limit yeah, exactly. for the day. You're over 250. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, I would go on a date with Kanye West. Would Okay. And, like, you would, like... i date him. you date him. Okay. What would, like... I mean, yeah, assuming we were, like... Assuming we were compatible, like, the date went well. I wouldn't date him, like... It, it you had to, like, enjoy go without saying. Yeah, I mean, that... In a situation where I'm in the dating pool again, I wouldn't be in a relationship with anyone just because of their, like, celebrity or status oh, or whatever. Course. Like, I would only be in a relationship with someone if I was compatible with them. 
And that includes Kanye West. But I would go on a date with him for sure. And then we could just like see where things take us. See if he wants to join this weird co-parenting <laughs> trio that you, me, and Megan have going on for little Muse. He's like, as long as Muse ain't on TikTok. <laughs> and we're like, never, yay. <laughs> Megan's teaching Muse a TikTok dance as we speak. Megan's like, okay, and circle, hit, snap, punch. Punch! <laughs> Muse is just like, ah! <laughs> Okay. Hope that answered your question, that does. guys. I, that does. You would date Kanye West if you felt like dating Kanye West could be good for you. Um, emotionally, exactly. sexually, spiritually. <laughs> I wonder what sex with Kanye is like. I wish he I wish like he could have a sex tape that leaked. I bet sex with Kanye is like sex with any man. Mediocre. Like good if you're compatible. Yeah. I mean it'd be It'd probably be tough with your shallow cervix. <laughs> Hitting those ovaries. <laughs> I do have shallow cervix. Um, shallow cervix syndrome. That's what they say. Yeah, where's shallow cervix syndrome awareness week? SCS. Have that instead of ED awareness week. Or combine them. For the love of God. Or combine them. Make it like a Mardi Gras event. It's kind of like, why are you celebrating? Like, I'll tell you if you tell me. You know what I mean? It's like, I know that you're celebrating, but I don't know what cause. Are your cervix shallow or did you eat breakfast? You know what I mean? That'd be my first question to Kanye on our date. How shallow is your cervix? So, do, what? No, I have this like hot take. Sorry. No, go crazy. That everyone is good at sex. You just have to, like, be with someone you're compatible with. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's a weird, like, I don't know, like... Grading system? Yeah, and yeah. this weird, like, sex with men is awful. I'm, like, so glad I'm a lesbian. And I'm not saying, like, you just didn't fuck the right guy, but, like, <laughs> you weren't compatible with that person. It's... You know what I mean? I think it's mm-hmm. less, like, black and white than just, like, like, yeah, you're not going to enjoy sex with any man, but also, like, you weren't compatible with him. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, that that's I think that just, also sets up a weird pressure. No, I mean like, that's just like a that seems like a heterosexual dilemma because <laughs> I think yeah, because I think lesbians and gay men and just like same sex attracted people just have like obviously like just a, a more like innate understanding of his fur. I think if a straight guy had sex with a man. And then had sex with a woman, and both were his first times. Like the gay sex would probably be better, um, just because he knows I mean, how I think things that's are. That's more about like, yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt like I had a leg up the first time I had sex because I was like, oh, like I like I know, I know the terrain, you know. I guess what I'm getting at is like, I don't know if Kanye is good at fucking, <laughs> but like I'm sure with but he's gay. He's <laughs> He is good at fucking. I don't think anyone's bad at sex. Like, I think you just have to, like, yeah. have sex with someone that you are compatible. Compatible. With. And and just, like, learn. Like, once this is me, like, making shit up. So, LOL. Um, okay, I love that. But I feel like, I feel like sometimes women could just, like, lie there, like, dead fish. Um, and then the guy's, like, on top missionary, just, like, thrusting in and out for 30 seconds and then finishes. And she's like, oh, my God, that was awful. Like, I hate sex with men. And it's like, well, you got to, like... That's how Muse was conceived. You got to meet... 
you got to meet him halfway. Um, but uh, but also like this just goes for everyone. Like you're, I mean, obviously, like hope stay safe, but like tell your partner like what you want and like what feels good and what doesn't. Like feedback is great. No, I agree. Um, well, I saw this thing a while ago about like people are so scared to communicate. I know. Well, I saw a TikTok from a lesbian about how like it's kind of dangerous. This like men are bad at sex. Sex with women always good. When I had sex with a woman for the first time, I came 17 times. And it's like, we have now set up, like, unrealistic standards for lesbians. No, poor, like, 16-year-old <laughs> lesbians are going into the game with, like... Being like, oh my god, I only made my girlfriend come once. Like, I'm a failure of Hey, if you, as I understand it, if you make a woman come more than zero times, you've done a, ser- a greater... A service to the benefit of humanity <laughs> some people can't come multiple times that's just like well, a, yeah uh, okay uh, some people can't come at all <laughs> some people have no come some people have no come left in <laughs> some people have been come and some out. of us are full <laughs> of jizz that's a fucked up word jizz, jizz fuck sounds jizz. like a slur i'm like is this like is this a subgenre of jazz that's literally what I think. Oh, I studied Jews. Jews? <laughs> See, it's a bad word. It just, like, it can be misconstrued in so many ways. You're either talking about, like, a religion or, like, a type of music. <laughs> jizz hands. My jizz hands. My Jew hands. Oh, my God. What's next on the agenda now that we've... Julia Fox, check. Bye. Jizz, check. <laughs> um, what happened in your week? Any any stories you want to share? Is Ryan back? I'm having a coffee delivery right now. Fuck oh. yeah. Will you turn the heat off in here when you're done? <gasps> yeah, do you want it now or do you just want no, it? No, will you pour it in there? Thank you. That's so nice. Thank you, Ryan. He's such a good boy. Ryan? Ask him if he'd want you to date God. I'm going to. Hey Ryan, I have a question. On record, if you if you were dead and Nick and I were famous and Nick and I were raising you and my um my child, you died while I was giving birth. Just a little back. Ryan died in childbirth. Uh, Ryan died in childbirth, and now Nick and I are co-parenting our baby. His name is Muse. Neither here nor there. Um. And we're at Nobu, Malibu, and Kanye sees me and approaches and says, Sup, it's yay. Do you want to go on a date, fly bitch? Would you want that for me? Yeah. I feel like as a fan, you would want me to date him. I don't know if we'd go so far as to say I'm a fan, but yeah. You were. I like his music. Fan has such a strong implication these days. I think that's more like being a stan. I feel like liking his music puts you under the fan umbrella. Okay, so the jury is in. The verdict is in. We have a verdict. We have an answer. Ryan weighed in. One of those is correct. And he would maybe want me to go on a date with Kanye. 
What happened in my week? I mean, I watched Planet of the Apes, <laughs> but we've already been over that. Planet of the Apes, check. Chai. I mean, I'm going to Florida on Friday. I'm excited about that. It's kind of like I'm playing, I'm playing chicken with COVID. <laughs> and like, if I don't get COVID in Florida, like I'm without a doubt getting it at Coachella. Can you fucking believe that they lifted all COVID restrictions? No. And like, not to whatever. I hate that so much. That makes me like mad. Like I, I, I vehemently disagree. And so did the Oscars. The Oscars no longer require you to be vaccinated, which doesn't really matter because like 99% of the people in that room will <laughs> have like five doses. But Not to sound like an absolute fucking cuck, but like I like trust. I trusted Coachella when I bought my ticket that there will be like some sort of protection, like mm-hmm. proof of vaccination or like. I mean, I feel fine with Coachella because it's outdoors. Like, I just know that everyone always comes back from it with some sort of like frat flu variant. I feel like I always saw like YouTubers and influencers being like, just got back from Coachella, I have the sniffles, <laughs> and like maybe it's from the copious amounts of cocaine they were doing. Or Probably. maybe it was just from like being in a big group breathing in dry desert air, but it's like, yeah, no, mix Well, you want to wear a mask. You want to wear a mask at Coachella because it's so fucking dusty, so... People have been wearing masks to Coachella just for like, years anyways. I was going to say, maybe it's actually just, like, vaccination propaganda. They just, like, want to get everyone there masked up. Are you going to go to Disney World? No. No? Okay. What are you... What are you what, what's, on the, what's on the agenda for Florida? <laughs> honestly, just hanging out with Connor for the most part, because I haven't seen him since he... Honestly, since he lives there, um... Since he moved to Florida, but you haven't like he's in visited a new place him. now in like downtown. No, the one time I quote visited him in Florida was before he actually moved there, and we just went to Disney World together, and we just like got in a screaming fight outside of Hollywood Studios. It was a lot over what he was like. You don't understand my breakup, and I was like, "Yes, I do. You don't understand anxiety." Sounds Whatever. like us. Us. So true. <laughs> Claret Connor. <laughs> so true. Um, but my friend from work lives in Orlando. Nick Claret. Or her family lives in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to be visiting her family too. So I'm going to like see her for a little bit. I think we're just going to like wine and dine and shop and hang out. That sounds super my fun. My understanding of Orlando is it's like any like major metropolitan city so it should be pretty fun i'm excited no that sounds really fun that sounds like a nice like break (laughs) yeah and like like, nice to have something because there's like low-key no restrictions and stuff you'll kind of be like normal i feel like i haven't had a normal like over 21 in a big city experience Mm. like essentially ever which like isn't completely true, but, but kind of is kind of yeah, true. No, I, I yeah, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had like nine uh, months of living in LA as an adult before COVID, um, and I remember thinking during those nine months, I was like, oh my god, I'm a failure and I'm going nowhere in life, and like you were wrong, wor- <laughs> and the world <laughs> sucks. Um, now I look back on that time with such fondness. 
I'm like, oh, I thought working at J. Crew was such a like. No, I want to get me back to folding those secret washed untucked. <laughs> get me a board. Let me fold. Oh, li- That's literally, all I, I want to get a board for my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just trying to relive the good old days. But no, I like I had surefire like, year old experiences in like Eugene. But I didn't, for that time, I never, I didn't really, like, travel during that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I want to go visit Megan in L.A. and, like, go out and stuff. But, like, I have nothing but time. And this has been your life lesson to seize life by the balls and carpe diem and don't take life for granted. Because COVID will hit when you least expect it. I saw this Snapchat uh, muscle thought um that I follow on Snapchat. I like followed all these like random hot guys on Snapchat like years ago and I fully forget. I watched one of their stories today <laughs> and he's like, Hey guys, I normally don't do this, but I just wanted to say that if there's something in your life that's like making you nervous or that you've been wanting to do, but like haven't or just anything like that, like this is your sign to just like go for it. Like the first step is always the hardest, you know? And I was like, thanks 22 year old. (laughs) Also, all of these guys are sponsored by this teeth whitening brand and like send themselves fake messages to respond to on their stories. Uh -uh. They send themselves fake messages that are like, how how are your teeth so white? It's like, thanks bro. Here and I'm like, no man is messaging another man saying how do you get your teeth white? <laughs> sort of gay shit is bro. Bad. Oh my god, there's nothing gayer than a straight man. Amen. What's gayer than pussy? Yeah. What's gayer than liking women? You tell me, man. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm a real heterosexual who fucks other men <laughs> <laughs> like a man. <laughs> How was your week? What did you do? Patreon corner. Okay. Subscribe. Patreon.com slash brainsellgirls. Patreon. Go there and give us money. Okay. That's right. If you want to hear about next week, you have to pay for it. (laughs) Do you know that Twitter account? The like. (laughs) No. Okay. End of Patreon content. Do you know that Twitter account that's like Coffee Dad and it's every day he tweets like having coffee. I love coffee. And then like every 20 tweets, he's like, I miss my son. He was dead or like something like that. No, I'm actually not familiar. I don't know if the account's still active. I mean, it was like a. Yeah, it was like a comedy account that was big when I was in high school. That's me just tweeting the F slur every day. Faggot, faggot, faggot. faggot, faggot, I miss my best friend. I love Nick. I started it when we were broken oh my up. God. Um, I miss I him. I miss him. Faggot, faggot, yeah, what's your question? <laughs> you had a question about lady parts. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, so, like, can you give me, like, the dirty details of, like, a period? <laughs> I'm, 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 like, I'm, like, so, like, dirty details so, like, it's start, like, period. it's starting while whack, because I think of it as, like, peeing or pooping. It's, like, well, you wouldn't shit mm-hmm. while you're getting waxed. You just, like, hold it in, but I don't think you can hold your egg in. You, you cannot. Um, you're like, scooping it. You're like, back in. I mean, yeah. Like, I guess imagine if you... I mean, 
the consistency is less it's like a little thicker than pea yeah, yeah. so it's not like so wet of a stream but like imagine if you couldn't control your peas like i guess the closest i could compare it okay. to but there's less of it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. at a time i mean i, I have a pretty light flow mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't realize that extra large tampons had nothing to do with the size of the vagina you are so gay. I love it. No, no. Okay, that's not a gay. That's just a boy thing. That like no guy mm. I know had any clue. <laughs> Speak for yourself. No. I'm gonna go pull. Like I, wa- I like I wouldn't be surprised if like my dad didn't know that. Agreement. I'm like, do you know that extra large tampons actually have nothing to do with like the gape of the puss? <laughs> and he's like, why are you talking to me about this? <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, how the fuck do you explain this? That is so interesting. Because um, it's periods are definitely one of those things that are, like, talked about constantly, but simultaneously, mm-hmm. like, mystified as hell. Well, it's confusing, too, if you don't have, like, because the only thing I can compare it to is, like, vaginal discharge, and you also don't have that. Mm, unfamiliar. And you didn't have gonorrhea of the penis, so I yeah, can't I compare it to that either. I thought it was in your throat. It was in my throat and my urethra. Mm. Gonorrhea. Urethra. God. Positive. positive. <laughs> Fuck, I am really fucking up in this yeah. friend category I'm today. like, you don't know okay. my STD history. <laughs> I mean, that's like day one of friendship with Nick. Okay, <laughs> Nick so when you had gonorrhea of the urethra, you had discharge, I assume, yes? Yeah, that's when I first realized something was afoot. <laughs> okay. So it's like that, but it's blood. There were also, because remember, it is the, it's your uterine walls, like shedding, essentially. Mm-hmm. So some of it comes out like, if you were to cut yourself, so it's more of like a liquid stream. And sometimes it's more like clots and like clumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Parts of the wall. <laughs> I mean, with like, you can hold it in, in the same way you can hold in pee to some extent with like a little bit of like clenching if you like feel a clot coming mm. in the same way that you like feel that you're about to shit yourself mm-hmm. you can kind of like does it feel hold like it pain? in for a second yeah kind of i mean it's coming out of a different hole but mm-hmm. like in the same way that like i wonder how many men don't know it's just so it's it feels more like it feels more of like a drip because it's not like a <laughs> that drip. stream you know yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. But. Interesting. It would just kind of, I don't know. I, w- I wonder if we were less evolved and we're just like pissing and shitting ourselves all the time, like horses out to pasture, if it would feel more like peeing. You know what I mean? Like if I mm. was just letting my bladder go whenever it had to, like totally relax at all times. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess we're like kind of holding our pee in at all times to some extent. Oh, if, God. Getting your period <laughs> would, like, feel more like peeing. Whoa. Episode 50 is when I become a scientist for real. I know True. I've been saying I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I think I might yeah. be. But today, everything changes. Everything <laughs> has, has changed. changed. Period. Everything changed. Uh. <laughs> has. Okay, well, since we're an hour and ten minutes in and we haven't talked about, like, anything on the docket, what do you want oh to talk God. about, Nick? So, we're just quirky and queer and fearless (laughs) okay i can tell you i don't give a fuck about troy savon having aids (laughs) (laughs) we're just spreading misinformation 
Okay, well, let, let's talk about... Uh, Troy Sivan is the first 17-year-old in 2011 to test HIV positive, let's... and I can tell you I don't care. Let's talk, let's talk about euphoria. I want to hear all of your okay. thoughts about euphoria. You want to hear all my yes. thoughts? And I want to hear... Well, like, I really... You, you, I, I, I can't tell you how much dopamine I get from talking to you about, from Maybe. us criticizing the greater community's response to euphoria. I derive okay, so much. So, a couple pleasure, things. So. Go crazy. First of all, Ethan looks so much like my ex boyfriend, Sebastian. It is so fucking disturbing. Ooh. He's cute. I mean, especially because, like, he's a theater boy. Mm. So, it's like, I'm like, that's what Sebastian looks like on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, I was fighting the urge to text him and be like, damn, you watch Euphoria. <laughs> so, so, okay, that uh, out of the mm-hmm. way. Noted. I know that I've been like, you guys, suspension of disbelief. This show isn't real. It's fictitious. We're, we're going to talk wish... about the budget. <laughs> I'm like, how is this the hardest belief to suspend or disbelief to suspend? That a high school had a budget like this. Because we, we, we did theater. Uh, yeah. My, I think my biggest gripe with this last episode is that, and listen, I was a mean theater girl in high school. And I'm saying this with my full mean theater girl chest. <clears throat> Students who wrote plays did not write main stage musicals. They wrote one act really bad one yeah. acts i get that they're trying to like make a statement that lexi like, must have been working on this for like years. lexi's friends don't pay attention to her but there is no fucking way she had a cast of like 30 plus people was writing a play about her own life mm-hmm. and no one knew mm-hmm. what it was about mm-hmm. there was no talk mm-hmm. i'm not saying that her friends it is like i'm, I'm sure her friends didn't ask but no one said, oh, yeah, I'm playing the Maddie character. I'm playing the cat character. Like, no, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. it. Stop Hallie. it. Hallie. I'm like, why did you even change the names? Like, <laughs> it's so odd. Like, I Jade know. is wearing also, the like, same, like, H&M hoodie. Also, like, <laughs> this is just a comment on, like, how they did the makeup. But the actress who played Rue looked beat as hell. <laughs> like, the girl was like, fucked up like i was like oh my god she has like heroin tracks on her neck like <laughs> this is crazy um oh i had a fi- oh narcissistic queen lexi howard writing directing producing and starring in a play about her own life i'm like you are not that special virgo your voice doesn't need to be heard. virgo i also Okay, how do I say this in a way that makes sense? Everyone has latched on to Lexi. Oh, this is my hot take. Everyone has latched on to Lexi and her plot line as like, she's the like underdog, my favorite character, unsung hero, because she is the least complicated and complex character. She is the most two-dimensional and the most black and white character. And so everyone's like team Lexi or whatever now. Because she is the easiest to like and to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Because if your favorite character is like literally anyone else in the show, you have to accept that they have flaws and issues. And like Lexi be ready to defend and them. Has, yeah. Lexi has essentially been a victim 
her whole life, yeah. which I'm not saying doesn't make her like she, you can still like her and she can still be your favorite character yeah. or whatever, but she's easiest to like because you don't have to fucking defend her. It's like, yeah, her life sucks and she's had a rough one. Well, I mean, I think and, like we've So those are my well, thoughts. Well, I mean, Nick, what are your thoughts on like the ethics of her like doing the play in the first place? It's just so unbelievable. Like that, like that like that that that, that like, aside, I guess. I know, I know. I'm trying to put that aside, but I can't. I can't ignore the facts and figures and formulas. As a scientist. scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 50 is when I get my PhD and I become a doctor. (laughs) Welcome to my graduation from medical school. The ethics, quite honestly, I think it's a little weird. And I think it's a little weird... I mean, everyone is the main character of their own lives. Yes, yes. I think it's a little weird to, like, center her best friend's addiction and, like, her sister's issues, like, around herself. I mean, yeah, like, those things did affect her, obviously. A little weird to be like, this is my story. My best friend's addicted to drugs. Like, well, that sounds like Jade's story, quite honestly. But I think at the same time, everyone's, like, entitled to... I don't know. I think it's complicated. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think about the ethics of her telling the story of... Um, It's definitely, like, a gray area, and I don't... Yeah. I mean, just the fact... Like, people... I mean, obviously, people write, like, autobiographies or, like, like autofiction, where it's, like, things are, like, mm-hmm. heavily lifted from their lives, um, if not, like, fully and directly... But there's always distance, you know, there's always distance between the events taking place and the writer reflecting on it. Yeah. And that's what makes autobiographies and autofiction interesting to me is less like, oh, this really happened and more about how the author is interpreting and then re re narrativizing um those events like that's what's more interesting to me like like with the like with trust exercise yeah yeah, yeah. like with trust exercise uh that like the genius of the book isn't what happens in the first half even though that is genius the genius is that it's about Mm -hmm. who's telling that story and who is reading that story and all all those like kind of meta whatever absolutely so yeah i mean it's definitely like i i don't like endorse I guess like Lexi's fictional behavior. Um, like I, I don't think this is I don't I don't think that's like an okay thing to do without people's consent or prior warning at all. Uh, yeah. It's also not like sh- the play is like news to anyone that it's about. You know, like okay, like people not in her immediate friend circle are probably like, oh, that's like crazy, but like. Cassie knows she, like, is the hot sister. And, like, Maddie knows she's, like, in a fucked up relationship with Nate. And, like, Rue knows she's addicted to drugs. So, like, mm-hmm. who is this groundbreaking for? Who's, sorry? Who is this, like, groundbreaking to? Do you know what I mean? Like, she's just, like, regurgitating back in their faces. In in her defense. um, Like. Yeah, defend eth- that eth- bitch, Lexi. Eth- well, she's definitely not to lmao but uh she's definitely lexi's the character i most identify with um not because she's black and white and two-dimensional or the most two-dimensional it's funny that you identify with her and you'll never guess who i identify with the most 
Well, I, I mean, it's like I, identif- I identify with mainly with Lexi, but then I also identify with like parts of Nate. And being a fucking faggot. <laughs> being an insane faggot. <laughs> yeah. Being a, being a violent. Being a faggot with violent tendencies. Yeah. yeah. It just reminded me of when I held you at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> when you choked me yeah. after I dumped the pot of chili over at the carnival. Oh my god. Um, it was so similar. <laughs> yeah. I was like, us. So... <laughs> When Cassie tells Nate, you can dress me. I was like us. To decide what I eat and who I talk to. I'm like literally us on May 28th. No, I turned to Dan. I know. I watched it with Megan, Kelly, and Dan. Ah! And I, I literally just said, I was like me and Claret. And the room loved it. <laughs> and the crowd, oh, the went, crowd wild. went crazy. No, so I identify with Lexi in, uh, in that she's like just very observant and literally like creates stories out of things that have happened and like uh and that she's a narcissistic queen like kind of and i mean also her just like screaming at everyone backstage i was like oh yeah this was me in high school (laughs) directing my play yeah i will say when she's walking around being like this dress smells like someone died in it i love the theater i was like yeah that yeah it's like someone i know looking at myself in the mirror i'm like you dumb bitch literally um I would like, just really quickly, would like to say, if you are someone I went to high school with, for some reason, lurking on this podcast, listening in. Because most of us. Probably. I'm aware of the monster that I was. And if you found yourself watching that episode of Euphoria being like, damn, that neurotic bitch reminds me a lot of how Claire acted during Rabbit Hole, Six Characters, Guys and Dolls, Joseph. um, Almost Man. Am I missing any? Were you in Almost Made? I I know, and I hear you, I see you, and I am not sorry. Back to you, Nick. <laughs> and suck my dick. And eat my hairless pussy. Oh my God. Are you my prepubescent bodies. <laughs> Shut up, Emily. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Now we're at that phase of the episode where we just like laugh incoherently for a few seconds. I mean, yeah, we're at about an hour and a half. That's, That's usually, usually when, when things <laughs> break. The ebbs and flows of two girls one brain cell. The our flow. Um <laughs> So yeah, you want to know what a period is no, like? No. It flows in a similar I'm like, have way. Have you listened to this podcast? Um <laughs> just as emotionally charged so i i do identify with lexi in that way and i think i saw i saw a tiktok defending the show giving them the budget um or giving them like that unrealistic production value on stage um and mm-hmm. uh retweeted by one of the producers of the show and pretty much it was saying like like this episode shows us like kind of like what we could potentially like accomplish and like how the arts could flourish if we were to like give it actual like proper funding. Well, I had a thought which, too. which I, which I agree with. And I, I don't like at the end of the day, like it's a TV show. I don't really care. Like I'm able to suspend my disbelief. Um, but my thoughts during it was we're kind of watching it through Lexi's point of view 
And so we're just seeing okay, it in that, its like yes, yes, most yes. perfect form. But it's probably just a bunch of kids in like black t-shirts, um, you know, screaming. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you did theater at the like the Euphoria High equivalent mm-hmm. of high schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, South like had the bigger budget and put on the award-winning shows. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I remember going back and seeing a show at South after I graduated high school, and I was like, this is good. But it's good for a high school. But it's high school. Yeah. It, it is high school at the end of the day. These are these are children. Like, yeah. We've all blown this out of proportion a no, little I remember, bit. No, yeah, I, I saw You're in Town and Spring Awakening after I graduated, and I was like, oh, these are really good, mm-hmm. but, like, it's a high school. Like, this is a high school set. Um, but... I remember when we first when we first started recapping Euphoria seven long weeks ago, and you saying that like yeah it's unrealistic but it does like it's what it feels like to be in high school mm-hmm. and I think that's what because I found myself watching this episode and being like this is so unrealistic I was in a foul mood for the first like thirty minutes of the episode for personal reasons and. Then I kind of came to she and was like, Lexi. no, like, this is this is what it feels like to be a theater kid in high school, Absolutely. which is, like, the absolute gayest thing I've ever said out loud. <laughs> but, I like... But, yeah, but... Maybe yeah. it's just my, like, my deep, passionate yearning and aching to do live theater again. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, mm, no, like, this is the feeling. And yeah. it, that's what it felt like to be in the audience and, like... I remember like shows that I wasn't in or like going to see my friend in a play mm-hmm. like that that is what it felt like and my boy Sam has done it once again like if anything conjuring a feeling and curating a vibe and an emotion he knocks it out of the park he does let's hear it for Sam Levinson and this is a Sam Levinson stand podcast first and foremost we are first and foremost Sam Levinson stands and apologists yeah, we're people second, second women third lovers of christ <laughs> faggot <Yeah. fifth. laughs> period blood seven you'll never know what six is um <laughs> prepubescent girls oh god um <laughs> but onto like the con like the content of the episode mm-hmm. um how they wove in and out of real life and flashbacks and then onto stage was just genius and gorgeous filmmaking. And would it, I can't imagine what an absolute logistical nightmare it was to <laughs> make. Um, oh how they interchanged God. the stage actors with the real people, all of it was just phenomenal. And um, the one shot where it goes from Cassie and then she looks into the mirror and. All the use of mirrors, the Nate nightmare. Let's talk sequence. about the Nate nightmare sequence. Okay. Let's talk about the fact that Nate was not sexually assaulted as a child, and you people don't have any fucking critical thinking skills. I just don't. People, I. One, the fact that people are still confused at like they're like, oh wait, he's struggling with the sexuality. I'm like, what show have you been watching? Like, what? Once again, not everything needs to be immediately wrapped up and explained. Like, That's been clear from, like, from the day, from, like, day one with Nate that, like, he like he's struggling with his sexuality to some extent. We just don't know what 
extent that is. And which I think is pretty brilliant because usually struggling with your sexuality is less sitting there going, am I gay? Am I straight? Am I gay? Am I straight? It's a really, really complicated gray area that doesn't look like that. And that's clearly what he's fucking going through. Uh, And also like, let's not forget that like, these are teenagers who are like going through fucking puberty. Like (laughs) they're like, yeah. No, I. Not everything is going to be like logical and rational. Most most things aren't. But in terms of the nightmare sequence, so it started with started with Cassie like doing the whole like dress me, feed me, whatever, mm-hmm. feed me like a little horse. I'm your little pony. It started with that, and then it turned into him looking at the mirror. And so it was intercutting with Cat camming, Cassie being like, I want you to like own me pretty much. And then it cuts to him in the motel looking in the mirror, but he's, he's like, the reflection is, he's like looking at his own back. He has no face. <laughs> and then he turns and who's there? It's like Cassie and then Maddie and then Jules. Yeah, it's like kind of switching between his three greatest loves. And then he, I think it ends up being Cassie and he like starts to have sex with her in the exact same way that his dad had sex with Jules. Had sex with Jules in the tape, like he rips the tights and it's the same thing. And then in the dream, he, or sorry, Cassie becomes him and he becomes his father. And then he wakes up in a cold sweat and Cassie's like, shh, shh. This isn't you. Look at me, babe. Look us, at me, babe. Us and babe, Tree. Look at me. Literally. <laughs> My cold sweat nightmare. No, when she's when she's like holding him when he woke up from that nightmare, I was like, so us. Really? She's like, this isn't you, babe. Babe. Babe, look at me. I love her. Babe, it's not <laughs> worth it. <laughs> Once again, proving that I am Cassie. In every. Her hot breath on the fucking window at the end of that so episode. This isn't me. crazy eyes. Me. This isn't my. Uh, this isn't like an original take of mine. Fair warning. A Nick Curl original. So people were like, I don't understand why they have cat camp. Like, why is she camming again? I'm like, oh my god, you, you people are so stupid. <laughs> because she walked off set and lost all of her scenes i'm like okay she's not like this is clearly just a scene from season one that we've already seen being like repurposed this is not like mm-hmm. she's they're like oh, so she broke up with ethan and is now camming i thought she was at the play i'm like have you guys never watched anything <laughs> have you never seen have a you guys movie? ever seen a dream sequence like i would love to put all these idiots in a theater <laughs> And shoot them. And no, show and them. I, my favorite CGI I, film. In like Inglorious Bastards. Planet of the them. Apes. No, I, <laughs> no I, I'm like, I want to show them like Mulholland Drive and like see what their takes would be. Because I know that they would be atrocious. They'd be like, why is he fetishizing As someone lesbians? who hasn't seen the last 10 minutes, <laughs> it's about two lesbians who realize that they are <laughs> gorillas wearing human suits. And it's Earth. And they live in Munchkin land. And it's black and white. And it's all CGI. And things like that. Uh, <laughs> and everyone's on their I'd period. Like put all these idiots in the theater and show them, I'm kajabs. Yeah, like that. 
Dorothy's like, what's this yellow brick road? And then Glinda's like, oh, you know, it like leads to like the wizard and like Oz and like things like that. Stop. <laughs> okay, back to the show. People were confused. Like, why did it intercut from cat camming to the dream? Which is like, that's under, that's yeah. fair to be confused about because it's not readily apparent but the i just saw a, a very great analysis that someone was like well we are seeing and hearing cassie like submit to nate sexually and otherwise and um yeah and being like i want you to like own me and tell me what to do whatever blah 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 and then we're seeing cat kind of in the opposite position like gaining a sense of like sexual confidence from like a dominant position, um, like mm-hmm. ostensibly. And so it's kind of just highlighting the like Cassie thinks she's gaining some sort of sexual confidence by being submissive, and Kat thinks she is by being dominant. Um It's juxtaposition. And so baby. I think it's just I, I I think you're supposed to just take that scene as the show is visually or it's just like using film techniques is using the editing to draw a parallel between Kat and Cassie um, and their relationship to sex and themselves. And it doesn't mean that Kat left the play and went to start camming and they just randomly people. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm like, you all must be like 15. Well, I think that's one of the most interesting takeaways from the show in general is the like, you can draw parallels in like all of the characters and all of the relationships and all of the pairings and I think that's beautiful like life <laughs> yeah. well like no literally life is pretty simple and like a lot of our experiences are like the same in different fonts and like especially yeah. in high school and I think it's interesting that like everyone thinks they're so special and like are going through something so mm-hmm. unique and you'll never understand dad i love him whatever but like we're all going through a version of it and like i've seen people on some of the smart people on tiktok saying like it's a show about addicts and like people and their different Mm -hmm. addictions and cassie's addicted to like codependency male validation and like um hot australian yeah who isn't no yeah i mean i thought the episode was oh well we gotta talk about fez or 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 we don't find his character Um, (laughs) I, I don't care. I think his character's whatever. I don't. You're not. You're not a. You're I not mean, a fez. Uh, a fez head. <laughs> once again, if a man sat in front of me, oh, I guess this was on last week's recording that didn't see the light of day. You'll never know. Patreon. I don't. I mean, if if a, if I was on a date with Kanye West and he was like, "So you're in this play, Rabbit Hole." is that like stand by me? And I had to be like, yeah, it's really similar. in like, if I had to dumb down rabbit hole by David Lindsay, a bear, like (laughs) some dumb man who is just like too high to like understand that I wrote. I mean, especially after like seeing the play, I'm like, so you mean to tell me Lexi sat down with Fez and was like, yeah, like I wrote this play about like, my relationship with my sister and like how her going through puberty like really 
drew us apart mm-hmm. and then like Rue's drug addiction was like really hard for me and like I've kind of been a bystander the whole time just observing and he sat there and went so so it's like stand by yeah, me? get up and leave also you're in like a drug house like just <laughs> worried for her safety I'm like why are you hanging out in this place I'm just fascinated by everyone's relationship to drugs in this show and how mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. stop touching your hair I swear to god you're so naughty bad dog don't make me put you in your kennel don't make me cut your hands off don't make me chop your arms and legs off I mean yeah if I cut your hands off you're just going to start running your feet through your hair like a crazed ape (laughs) that's my favorite part of Planet of the Apes when he combs his hair with his feet yeah when Taylor cuts off Dr. Zayas's hands (laughs) and he starts combing his hair combing his fucking fresh blowout with his feet. My favorite part is when the teenage monkey goes to visit that mom monkey at her, in her tree and apologizes for accidentally killing her baby. <laughs> and then the mom um, the mom ape has like a total meltdown. <laughs> have you seen I'm sorry, Tangent. When- have you seen rap, the rabbit hole movie? You mean with my yeah. love, Nicole Kidman? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, I have. No. Oh, it isn't? <laughs> Am I wrong, or is Army Hammer in that? Aaron Eckhart. Okay, so same thing. <laughs> Not really, but okay. Spoiler alert. You know how in Rabbit Hole there's the whole, like, did he, didn't he cheat on Becca with the, like, woman at support group? It's kind of, like, up to interpretation. I, for- I forget that that part. There's a whole, like he like makes a friend with another like grieving mom mm-hmm. and it's like good oh, did something happen yeah. it like which is like one of my favorite parts of the play is that it like you get to make that decision for yourself classic david Lindsay bear i love that kind yeah. of audience interpretation plot line yeah. and it works especially it works especially well in theater so in the movie uh sandra o oh is the hoe in question at support group and they like smoke a joint in his car together and like kiss and so there's no like room for interpretation he like does legit like cross a line and the movie was written by david Lindsay Bear, i believe i didn't love the movie i was too focused on Nicole straight plays adapted to movies are always like a it's a, they either really knock it out of the park or they really really fumble (laughs) mixing my sports metaphors and usually i'd say more often than not it's a fumble um but there are definitely a foul yeah definitely like a goal post so true well okay my other thing that bugs me so much is like line changing when it wasn't necessary yeah for like no like that was my biggest yeah it was my biggest gripe with the into the woods movie adaptation Mm-hmm. They changed. I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't seen Jack, either version. Jack, a sad of young lad, to a carefree young lad. Why? Literally, why? It's dumb shit like that. That like, same thing with Rabbit Hole. It was like weird line changing. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, what was the yeah. what was the point? Dinner with Friends was made into a TV movie um, that I never saw because I knew that it would ruin your life. Well, no, I mean I didn't want to watch it while I was uh, directing the play because I. I actually didn't. I didn't, I, yeah. I never looked at or watched any versions of the play. Um, yeah. 
but no i'd be curious to to watch the movie because the actors it's like a stacked cast but it's also a tv movie from like 2001 I fuck with an early 2000s TV movie. God, speaking we should, of... We should, we should Delta 8 and watch the Dinner with Friends TV movie. Like, I next, love that for us. Hang, yeah. I had a little movie watching week, didn't I? Because I also watched When Harry Met Sally. Ooh. Have you ever seen it? You've Got Mail. No. Either of them? No. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, okay, When Harry Met Sally is like my new favorite movie. It's a perfect film. It's so good. It's so good. And You've Got Mail is, like, also really good, but it's not, like, like, when Harry Met Sally, like, could win an Oscar. You've Got Mail, like, isn't going to win an Oscar, but it's, like, still great. <laughs> You've Got Mail, I was, because we watched them as a double feature. Perfect. We watched it when Harry Met Sally yes. first. So, like, You've Got Mail just, like, could not live up. Yeah. But it's a good palate cleanser. I also, like, would fuck Billy Crystal on a heartbeat. Absolutely. Tom Hanks, I would like to stay away from me. Even in, even like, in you've got I mail? respect him like I <laughs> I, I respect yeah, it I get he doesn't it. Do it for me no yeah he's never like I don't think I like want him to be my friend's dad you know what I mean I don't want him to like Tom Hanks is never I mean it's probably just because of our age but like I've never seen Tom Hanks as like someone with sex appeal I see him with like husband appeal you know I'm just like I could I could spend well, also, my life I mean, with you Tom Hanks but you've got mail is just like so written for like people that want to be like trad wives <laughs> so like yes that yeah, me <laughs> me and me and Clare are trad to be fair i took an edible before i watched them but especially in you've got mail meg ryan is such a fucking victim of the wigs department that it was hard to look away sometimes well then she was victim of plastic surgery i don't know what she looks oh, she like looks now. like a monster. she's so cute no oh, it's like look. bad Okay, live Meg, Ra- Meg Ryan reaction. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is she married to John Mellencamp? Yeah. The orgasm scene in When Harry Met Sally. Us. Take an edible and just look at her wigs. And... Us at Sunrise Cafe. <laughs> Sunrise Cafe? It's in the wit, I think. Did we ever go there together? I, when I said Sunrise Cafe, I was thinking of the one next to Buffalo. But Sunrise Cafe is a thing in Eugene. You and I have just never been there together. Got it. What, what, what's I the one near work? I bad friend again. Morning Glory? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about the sun. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about... I'm ready to wrap it up pretty soon if you are. Oh, okay. I mean, we've been recording for two hours. And I have a bunch of other shit I have to do. <laughs> Besides hanging out with your best friend. Tell me about the Supreme Court, because I actually don't know what's going on. So I have no clue how the Supreme Court works. It feels like they, like, do a bunch of shit once every, like, three years. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like an artist releasing an album. Um, Very similar. Yeah. It's like they're in their abortion rights era. So (laughs) They're in their Roe v. Wade era. So this term, they are hearing cases... Pretty much pertaining to like all the the hot button issues, such as abortion, gay rights, guns, affirmative action, voting rights. With abortion, I believe they are. Wait, let me let me look at what these things that they're voting on again, and let me give you my take on each of them. Um, okay, abortions for all. Take away the gays' rights. Give everyone a gun. Um, quite honestly, don't really know what affirmative action is, and I think that all men shouldn't be allowed to vote. And those are my takes. Abortions and guns for all. 
And as a Supreme Court justice. What is affirmative action? Am I stupid? Yes. No. Um, Affirmative action is, uh, well, I'm not going to do a good job explaining it, but it's pretty much like taking, I believe, just race, uh, maybe other things, but uh, universities taking racial backgrounds into consideration in their admissions process um, since like non non-white people have historically been at a significant disadvantage oh. with their education growing up yeah so it's pretty much like just taking that into account i suppose um is how i understand it um but like california and florida have laws have laws saying that public universities can't can't take race into consideration during their admissions process actually okay it's common at selective universities the court next term will use cases involving Harvard and the University of North Carolina to consider abolishing the use of race in college admissions decisions. A group run by a longtime opponent of racial preferences is urging the court to overturn the precedents that let universities consider race as a way to diversify their campuses. Is That's what affirmative action is. Okay. Um, okay. So, the newest case that they just added depending on their ruling, could let businesses refuse um, refuse to take part in same-sex weddings. Um, so they're hearing an appeal from a web designer who opposes gay marriage on religious grounds and says that the Constitution's free speech clause entitles her to an exemption from a Colorado anti-discrimination law. The court took the case even though officials haven't tried to enforce the law against her. <laughs> so pretty much like... She's a web designer and was expanding her business to like do like design like websites for weddings and wanted to like put a thing on her website saying like I won't like build a website for gay people. And good for her. Yeah. And to that I say squarespace.com use code brain cell 20%. <laughs> That's the case about gay rights is businesses potentially being able to refuse services to gays because they disagree with it religiously what if we instead what do you think should gay people have websites <laughs> no i think we need less gay people on the mm-hmm. internet for starters true 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 i also think we need less websites in general i think we're like at our quota for like internet presence in general and i think if you're not like stop making websites stop making websites stop making podcasts if you don't have a tiktok account or an instagram account like it's too late for you you're not allowed to make one you don't get one um that's my take what if they stopped allowing people to sign up for instagram i wish they would (laughs) and then accounts be and then you could like sell accounts that'd be crazy (gasps) oh my god that's a great idea i mean that would create a lot less bots and freaks using their accounts to like blackmail people yeah or like get them fired from their job um stuff like that stuff, you know what i mean yeah, things like stuff that. like that yeah can we take a get quick pee break jobs. i'm gonna like pee my pants yeah me too okay we're back the last thing i want to say is that florence and the machine has a new song they're definitely gonna announce an album soon go stream how it. many people is florence really and the machine pumped. I mean, it's Florence, like, and her machine, correct? They're her band, yes. But yeah, the machine is the band. Uh, it's, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, I think my 
be there to slow. That's how you know it's time for us to say so long for no, a while. Literally. Uh, but she, yeah. there's, there's this woman named uh, Isabella, I believe, who does like uh, the piano and the keyboard and mm. is like an OG. Like I think they started the band together, I believe. I need to listen yeah. to the song. I'm excited. It's good. It's good. Don't watch the don't watch the video. Um, Wait, why? It's just not like I don't know. It's just like okay. Uh, <laughs> Kind of I'm not crazy about podcast. It's just like mm, okay. I, I'm not crazy about music videos in general. Um, in fact, I'm usually like kind of opposed to music videos. I recently rewatched the ride music video. I forgot about the monologue that it starts with. That it quotes a streetcar named Desire. <laughs> I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. No, I think so, like. Okay. I think that song and that album are more prevalent than ever. Like, it, like, makes sense now, like, post-NFR and Chemtrails and Blue Bannisters. I'm like, you guys, we could have predicted this. Did you not fucking listen to anything she said in the year 2010? Wait, predicted what? Like, where the music was going? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just her, like, fucking, I left my city for San Francisco kind of behavior i'm like why are we surprised yeah lana never lied i want another book of poetry i want blue banisters 2.0 i want green banisters i want green i want all the primary colors i want, I want lana and the amazing red. technicolor banisters it was red and yellow and green and blue and scarlet and black and <laughs> ochre and peach and ruby oh yeah, I was in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat my senior year of high school. Do you have any questions? I listened to Chemtrails the other day. It's great. It's a good album. I need to give it another go. I've just been such a Blue Bannister slut. Yeah. Well, we should we should each give the other uh, a try because yeah. Should we do that? I need to like. I'm gonna go take a yeah, shower. Let's do it. Yeah. Should I listen to? Cool. I also need to take a shower. To chemtrails. Oh my god! When our shower cycles sync up. Oh my god! Should we face wanna... <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we can stop recording. No, I wasn't done talking. I was just letting this oh, lightly okay. sorry, fade sorry, out. Sorry. You know, we have to. Mm-hmm. We have to give them a little bit. We have to edge them out of the episode a little bit more. Did you guys like that? <laughs> Fifty episodes. 50 nifty united episodes from 13 original colonies. Shout them, scout them, tell all about them. You know what they say. The podcasters are coming. The podcasters are coming. Um, <laughs> I was talking to my waxer yesterday. I was like, oh yeah, we normally record on Tuesdays, but like it has a sore throat so like we're not going to but i think we're just like too scared to hit this milestone but we're just our waxer who's an avid fan i know love her hey lauren our avid listener and she was like 50 already and i was like well it should have been 50 in september let me remind you no it should be what should it be at it should be at like 70 or 80 do you think we'll make it (laughs) i Honestly, there's nothing more on brand for the podcast than us, like, having a really sudden, violent breakup (laughs) (laughs) and a three-month break and then coming back in full force. (laughs) 
<laughs> and never shutting up about said breakup. Exactly. It's exactly. a punchline of all my jokes. Patreon.com slash brain cell girls. We have a $2 option. You literally won't even notice that money. No. What are you doing with the rest of your day, Nikki? Well, I don't want to say it on the pod. Um, okay, bye guys. I don't want to s- speak it into existence, so we'll bye. have to wait.